Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Toast and happy Monday. I know it's dreadful, but there's so much that needs to be discussed. Like, don't even worry about it, okay? It takes the dread out of Monday because I just, there's so much to say. So much has been unfolding over the weekend. Aside from all the drama, the Vanderpump Rules drama, like, so much so much content this weekend. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm all caught up on pop culture, which is not a feeling I feel very often these days. So I just have a lot to say. Yeah, there's so much to discuss. Of course, Pump Rules, major bombshell on a Friday afternoon. And you know, like the way, you know this is a big deal because it was a Friday afternoon. Like, people don't care about stuff. If you're looking to bury a piece of news, you release it on a Friday afternoon. The way it has carried through, it is everywhere. Twitter, like people who don't know. It's kind of like, remember when like two months ago, the Try Guys had like big drama and everyone was talking about it. And we're like, what the fuck is the Try Guys? That's happening for people who don't know about Vanderpump Rules. Yeah, because this is one of the craziest things that could have happened in the Vanderpump Rules universe. In reality TV, period, honestly. Yeah, and things keep coming out. So like even this morning, there's like new news and there's just so many layers to this and everybody has an opinion. There's so many cast members. It's just, you could go on and on and on. And everyone's getting involved. Nobody's staying silent except for Raquel. Yeah. We'll talk about everyone's getting involved. Nobody's staying silent. Sure. We'll talk. Um, I'm also all just caught up on Vanderpump Rules. I figured, you know, I need to get back on track because shit's about to pop off. Apparently they were filming. Yeah. So Zach and I watched Vanderpump Rules Friday night after the news dropped and we've been keeping up and I should have watched that episode last week, but I didn't. And the way I literally could not even watch the show, I was so blinded by what had happened. Like everything Raquel did, I was like, how dare she? Like, nope. literally. <laughs> it was so crazy to watch it knowing what we know. It's almost frustrating because... Everything we're seeing, yeah, it's like cool to like look for, now that we know, look for clues. But it's annoying. Like what's going on? No, I, but need, I need a live stream right now. What's so crazy is I was looking at the dates. So they said they've been having an affair for seven months, which would mean it started in July 2022. The Schwartz and Sandy's Daily Mail Party was in July of 2022. Oh. So like the affair is starting to happen. And it's, oh, it's oh. crazy to watch people lying. This whole like Schwartz kissing thing is complete right. decoy. Yeah. And you're just like watching everyone lie. Mm. And so I, I if, if it was completely irrelevant and they didn't even have started anything, like I would say, yeah, like let's catch yeah. up. But I find this fascinating. I thought we were like a few months out, honestly. So that's super interesting. Thank you for sharing. Jackie and I are going to be breaking down the entire saga um, as one of the stories. We're also going to be talking about Chris Rock's new special, which live streamed on Netflix, which was pretty cool. I watched it not live. Um, I watched it live. Ex- I was a part of exciting. something. No, that's exciting. I was a part of something. We waited. We turned on early. Leslie Jones was doing stand-up. I saw. And then we watched live. And it was, there was so much to discuss. It's a story. We're going to talk about the biggest bombshells and our overall thoughts. Great. Um, SNL was also on. It was a big weekend for the Kelseys, Travis, Jason, and Kelsey. Um, I have to say, it was a really, really, really like atrocious episode. Like maybe one of the worst in terms of writing. I Travis, there was like a few funny moments. Like Travis, um, as an American girl dad, like single doll dad, like that was funny and cute and he had some good lines. I thought Heidi Gardner did a really actually hysterical job 
in the sketch where she runs into her boyfriend in the bar and then Jason Kelsey Jason ends up being Kelsey her next. Jason Kelsey saved that sketch. The and show also- was positively dreadful and I <laughs> only watch SNL when there's someone that I want to see and every single time I come away with the same thought like this is the greatest comedic minds in America like aren't we embarrassed? Like yeah. I found that to be embarrassing that that's what passes for comedy. Yeah there were a few sketches that like didn't make me clench my butt cheeks and cringe. Yeah. Straight, so male, straight male friend hilarious I don't know about hilarious but it was no, a really it good was, concept it was it was executed way, well and I have to say Travis Kelsey did a really good job of being like an actor in the lines and and the delivery and and not losing focus like I was very impressed by him as a host I thought he did a really good job in the sketches that were terrible same and in his opening monologue he did say this wasn't his first time hosting a show I love that he referenced catching Kelsey and they like showed us a clip I can't it. believe they showed us a clip I know, no. And it makes sense because NBC is Peacock, whatever. Um, Obsessed. Like, obsessed beyond belief. We're all thinking it, and now he finally said it. And it's just, it's a joy to... To, fe- to be to be seen like that. No, I, I just can't believe that like Catching Kelsey was referenced on SNL because it's such, even when he said like it's owned by NBC Universal, so it should be on Peacock, but they said but nah. Not. They said nah. Um, I wish they They're really, missing uh, out. They're missing I w- out. I wish they did a little bit more with his family. Like Jason and his mom were in the opening monologue and then Jason had a one second thing in the, in the sketch. I wish they kind of leaned on them more. Um, I don't know if, whose choice that was, but... Uh, Okay, like, give us more. I feel like maybe it was because Jason, like, couldn't get up to New York until maybe the last minute, so they weren't going to, like, give him lines and stuff. And He was a pro. Honestly, when he went in that sketch, I was like, he's a good actor. Like, I felt, I felt like I was watching, you know, a sketch that was a real sketch. Yeah, it was so good when that moment happened. The rest was so terrible. Yeah. I can't, like, it was really horrible television. Yeah. I was in shock. Yeah, me and Ben were like shocked. And I was so ready. Like, I have a low bar. If I'm excited, I was so excited about Kelsey Ballerini. I was so excited about Travis Kelsey. Like, my bar was low for me to like it. And so for me to, me and Ben both walk away and be like, wow, that was really not funny. It was, it must have been really bad. No, it was painful and embarrassing. And we got so much behind the scenes content of Chase and Kelsey. Like, Chase was there the whole time. And they were hanging out with Travis. Chase? It was Stokes. Oh, I didn't see anything. Oh, he was posting like a ton of photos. Where? On his Instagram? Yeah, like so proud of you, my love. On his stories? Yes. Damn, I don't follow him. And I actually just was on his Instagram in the feed checking stuff out. And it probably was in the stories and I missed it. Stories and Kelsey posted some pics of them and she made some TikToks because he was like there the whole weekend, like for rehearsals and stuff. It was really cute. That's insane that they're so serious and public. No, it's crazy. Also, um... We were wrong. She performed two songs from Rolling Up the Welcome Mat. She did Blindsided and Penthouse. She sounded really good vocally on Penthouse. Like she, because she has been playing that song live. That's not the first time she's played it live. On her tour in the UK this last week, she played it at every single show. So she's had like good practice and Mm -hmm. she's worked on like some new, some new runs and some new riffs and it sounded really good. And then Blindsided was the first time she had ever played it. She added that new verse at the end, uh, which was clearly like direct to... To them. You you said you would have searched the whole world over. Yeah, right. Okay. And that What's line so in his song. What's so funny is when we talked about his song on the show like two weeks ago, I said, I was saying how I thought his song was sweet. Like I would have searched the whole world over for you and I'd be a shoulder for you. And you said, yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Like, well, we just found out that you didn't. No, so. and I was, but you didn't. 
but you did it. And that was the message from her verse. And I enjoyed that very much. I did too. She sounded amazing. She looked amazing. I like that she ha- tried to do blindsided as like a pop moment and then yeah. have her like serious piano ballad. I stand by those are not the songs I would have chosen. I really wish she did something from heart first. Like the world will never, like, I I get it. Like I get the choice. Like the EP is having this moment. You're right. It's like this very grassroots Olivia Rodrigo thing. So people are tuning in for the EP, but those people who are tuning in are just bandwagoners. Like they don't even know the magic. Those people who are tuning in for Kelsey love Kelsey. Like I love Kelsey. I'll listen to any song she performs and I'm going to love it. But I just feel like. I disagree. Like all the hoopla, people who didn't know who she was, like they're here for the EP. Like the EP is connecting with so many people. They don't even know. Yeah, like they don't even know the great hits prior to this. Has the EP really won her that many new fans musically? I think so. I think so. Especially then with Call Her Daddy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I understand like publicly, like in the, like as a personality with the Call Her Daddy and the drama and the divorce, like people now are talking more about her. But musically... I think so. I really do, especially like from what I've seen on TikTok, like people who have never really ventured into country and certainly people who might not have known who she was, but who resonate with, you know, either divorce or breaking up or whatever. It's speaking to a lot of people. So I get the decision. It was a good strategy. No, I, and I would have been happy with two songs off of Rolling Up the Welcome Mat that were a different two, like even, well, uh, what's the first one? Mountain With a View. Mountain With a View and the last one, Lose Me Again. Yeah, no, Penthouse, oh, Oh, okay. Yeah. I just like, I am so, I'm still so in my subject to change era. Like I feel it's so good. Like it's, and for people to have really heard that, like, I feel like that's so Kelsey and that's really her, her general genre. This, uh, EP is, it's not really always what she, the type of stuff she puts out. So I would have loved to have seen like heart first, the little things, if you go down something, but it's like a bigger song. I wanted a bigger song. Yeah, I agree. Like, and a really Kelsey song. But she she sounded amazing. You could tell she was singing live. Like, she hit, like, every note. She has a beautiful voice. I loved that's her what, look. That's what you get when you dive into country. Like, you're not going to get some flop who doesn't know how to sing and is going to, like, have background vocals that you can't even hear their voice because, like, they're not as good live. You're never going to get that with country, and that's why I stand country music. Like, they never, they never disappoint. And Turdy Lou, it's not surface lyrics certainly not surface lyrics and I think Ben would say the same I think he would say the same I think he has said the same I can tell you for a fact that he has <laughs> um so it's just like a big content weekend yeah other than that how was your weekend on a personal social level it was great I read a lot I did what are you uh, reading? I finished yesterday in just a matter of hours that thriller that's all over my Goodreads, The Perfect Marriage. You've probably seen the cover, Two Rings and a Lot of Blood. Excellent. Really, I tore through it, gave it four out of five stars. I'll add it to my list. Kept me on the edge of my seat. They did not tell you what you wanted to know till literally the bitter end. That's annoying. I would have given it five stars, but the ending, I don't know. I I wouldn't have chosen, you know, that person to be the murderer, you know? Ooh. Okay. It felt like a little, um, but it was a great book and it really, it held my attention all day. I couldn't put it down. So that was great. I also read Mile High, which is like a, a series of books that everyone said I would really like. And I didn't really like it. So I'm not going to read the second series. But then that always happens. People are like, the second is so much better. So then you're like, all right. And then you get sucked in. But I, I, I read it. It wasn't my favorite. And I'm moving on. When is the second so much better? Oh, that's Ever. a good question. Ted 2 is a real contender. Not, oh no. No, no, but it's, but Ted 2 is just it's, as good. No, not just as good. It's good. It's yeah. really, really, really good. Ted 1 is masterful. Masterpiece, yeah. No, the so next second, on my list. Descendants 2 is really good. 
I would say. Hmm. Wait, I got one. High School Musical no. 3. Three. Wait, one in, always one and three are good. Except in Descendants, it's one and two and three is horrible. Twilight New Moon second is probably my least favorite. Hangover, one and three are good. Mm. It's the curse of the second film. Mm-hmm. But there but was something perfect. There was something recently where like the second was kind of better than the first that we were just talking about. I don't know if we'll be able to grasp it. Was it pitch perfect? No, I don't even. No, oh my god, two was so bad. They were like at camp and like it was horrible. At camp? Yeah, I think they were at like acapella camp. I just remember like Rebel Wilson on a lake. Make it stop. Oh, and then they went to the international. Three. We bring it back. That was three. Oh, okay, okay. Because that one was excellent with the Haley Steinfeld. Um, we're just saying, if anyone can remember, a two that was almost better than the one. We were just saying. Yeah. Well, no, your theory stands correct even with Bring It On. Bring It On sequel. What was the second one? Because the third one was Solange and Hayden Panettiere, this, which is... No, that wasn't... Perfect. I don't think that was the third one. I think there were a lot. But the second one was with they were in college. It was some girl named, like, Winifred. It's always a Winifred. Okay, so you're saying Solange is not the second. No. Because no. that one's so good. But those aren't sequels. Those are just, like, remakes. Spinoffs. You're right. Bring It On is, is kind of its own caliber of yeah, film Yeah, you can't trilogy. compare. All right. Well, I guess we'll never know. My big fat Greek wedding. <gasps> yes. Yes. The second is excellent. You know what? The second is really, it's not just as good, but it's excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's also like, they didn't run into a sequel. There was this like this grassroots organic movement begging for 10 years, give us a sequel. So it really, I feel like sometimes they give a sequel and it's like, well, nobody really asked. Yeah. But not with Greek wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, I feel like we have so much business to handle today that we should really dive. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. How was your weekend? Thank you, Turdy Lou. It was great. It was low key. Lots of family time. I sliced my fingers open, trying to cut mm. up some cheese. And it was really nice other than the slicing. Um, just great times with Harry, Liz. And Harry, Harry was like, what? Saying what about me? Like, don't hold back. Just tell me everything. Oh, he was just saying, like, Antiquoia would love this. Antiquoia should be here. Where's Antiquoia? And I just kind of had to redirect him because I didn't want him right. to like, focus on what's not here, you know? Right. And he was probably like, wow, I could really use a song right now. Yeah. He yeah. he needed he needs a lot of songs to get through the day. And what about Preggio? How are you feeling? I'm feeling good, thank you. So much better, like, in this trimester, in this season. Like, still fatigued, but way, le- like, night and day. So... Just trying to do everything I can in the hours where I have energy. And um, mm, what was my follow-up question? It was kind of a good one. Oh, does it also just feel so much better, like, now that people know? Like, like you can, like, wear a shirt that's, like, whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah, not so much for wear a shirt, but um, just so that, like, I can just be honest about, like, how I'm feeling like if I were to yeah. say if you were saying how were you this weekend and I was just like good and tired it's like okay lazy bitch anything else yeah, r- now right, it's right, like right, right, right. I'm pregnant what do you got I'm to creating say? life I'm creating like what, what are, are you, you doing what did you do this weekend wench yeah because I created a life creating it's a long process yeah maybe I created a life too bomb chicka wah wah I would love that join no, maternity I leave I didn't um <laughs> but I did okay let's dive in 
Okay, two, the Fast Five stories that you absolutely need to know today. Like if you're going to listen to one episode. Actually, I don't want to say the rest of the week. I don't want to say nothing's going to happen, but this is, we a, never know. this is a big one. So without further ado, here are the Fast Five stories that you need to know. And the Fast Five stories that you need to know are brought to you by ZocDoc. So if you've scoured the internet playing Dr. Roulette for questionable reviews, ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor that you just haven't met yet. So when you're tr- really not feeling your best and just trying to hold it together, finding great care shouldn't take up all your energy. Ain't that the truth? When uh, That's where ZocDoc comes in. Using their free app that millions of users rely on, you can field the right doctor that meets your needs and fits your schedule. You'll book an appointment with a few taps in their app and start feeling better faster today. So I have used ZocDoc for many things. I feel like later in life, I'm having new problems where I need new specialists. You know, it's not the same old, same old. Can't keep going to my pediatrician. I've got jaw problems. I've got back problems. I need specialists. And ZocDoc is a great resource with whether you're looking for new doctors or like Jackie, moving to a new town, not having your OG go-tos. ZocDoc will find a doctor that fits your needs, that takes your insurance, that has a time that's right for you. So you're not wasting your time getting on the phone, which is like the most uncomfortable thing ever. And calling up a million doctors, like asking a million questions. ZocDoc takes a lot of the awkwardness out of looking for a doctor. So with ZocDoc, there are no alarms and no surprises. Go to ZocDoc.com slash toast and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available with 20, within 24 hours. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them, and they treat almost every condition under the sun. So that's ZocDoc.com slash toast. ZocDoc.com slash toast. Many doctors are available within 24 hours. Today's episode is also brought to you by Allbirds. When it comes to quality, Mother Nature knows best, and you can take that idea and run with the Wool Runners from Allbirds. This year, trade your synthetic footwear for wool runners. They are crafted with premium supernatural materials that are comfy and durable, so you can run to the ends of the earth or just to the store. Yeah, I'm not running to the ends of the earth, but I do wear sneakers quite a bit, especially when I travel. And on Wednesday, I'm taking like the longest flight ever. I have such a long day. I will be wearing my Allbirds. They're easy to slip on and off for security they're also just really comfortable I feel like my feet get really hot in sneakers especially when I'm like walking around these big airports which is a conversation I can't really get into right now but I have a problem with um Allbirds are a great travel shoe they keep your feet cool they're really comfortable if you're on your feet for long amounts of hours I feel like I maybe have flat feet like I get really like bad pain in my feet enough about me but Allbirds really I can stand around and walk around and they do you can walk around in them for a really long time um and I just really like them. So the wool runners are built using premium supernatural materials with a low environmental impact. So you'll get next level comfort with ZQ certified superfine merino wool that's temperature regulated, moisture wicking, and itch free. Oh my God, I'm so glad they brought that up. Itch free. Like what is that when you're wearing sneakers? Like you got to put a ruler in your shoe to scratch the middle of your arch. Like it's really annoying. It has to do with the materials in your shoe and all birds are making sure that you're getting, getting no itches in the middle of your flight. They're also machine washable, so they look as fresh as the day you got them. You don't have to worry about scuffing them up or whatever, running through the rain. Just throw them in the wash. Um, this year, take a big step forward with Mother Nature with the Allbirds Wool Runner. Discover your perfect pair at allbirds.com today. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Thank you, Claudia. You're welcome, Jackie. Our first story, we'll start from the beginning of the news. Friday afternoon, TMZ reported that Tom Sandoval and Ariana Maddox called it quits amid allegations that he cheated with co-star Raquel Levis. Show sources told TMZ Ariana found about 
found out about the alleged cheating in the last couple of days, so last week, and ended things with Tom shortly thereafter. They're told producers got word of what went down and made the decision to fire up the cameras with the entire cast to document the fallout in the coming days. And the hope is they'll be able to get it into the season currently airing. Yeah, so they weren't filming anymore because the season's airing. But they got cameras in there. So I'm sure the season will end and then it will be like four months later. Everyone's doing interviews. They're filming people's conversations. What's interesting, TMZ says, is that Ariana was with Tom as recently as Wednesday to celebrate the release of his new single and perform with his band. However, sources close to Tom tell TMZ the two of them have been on the outs for some time now. So I think there was rockiness in their relationship. But to have a seven-month affair with someone's best friend is, you know, beyond rockiness. Yeah. Uh... So the way it went down from what I understand, and like literally I feel like because there are so many cast members who actually know what happened, like they're just telling every yeah. anyone who li- will listen. So after Tom's show, Wednesday night he had a Tom and the Most Extra show. Which I have to talk about. Yeah. Uh, Raquel saw a text pop up. I mean, Ariana saw a text pop up from Raquel on Tom's phone and it was a video of Raquel, very sexual in nature. And yeah. then she started scrolling through text and saw more inappropriate things and confronted Tom and found out they've been having a seven-month affair. Um, she, Raquel had just done Watch What Happens Live with Sheena. Sheena found mm-hmm. out about it and apparently slapped Raquel in the face and is no longer speaking with Raquel. Well, I have to say, one of my initial thoughts when catching up on the season was like, my God, did Sheena plant her flag in the wrong friend? Yeah. Like she's really writing, like making enemies out of everyone just to like support Raquel. Sheena is horrible this season. But this episode. Horrible. But this episode, like that's a separate conversation. This episode is not about Sheena. Um, but she's horrible. So I feel like for me, this would have blown up anyway. But the second the TMZ article came out, James Kennedy posted a screenshot of the article. Which made on it, his Because when I first saw this, I was like, there's no way that's true. Like, or, yeah. No way, no. But when James posted it, it said, this is true. And then everyone else started getting in. So for me, like James really blew it up. Um, and I I felt so many emotions. I mean, first, like I not to make everything about me, like I felt so vindicated because I feel like for years, like there have been like, you know, a decent amount of people who are obsessed with Tom Sandoval. And like, I've just known from, like, I just know, like I can fucking read people. Like I knew this man was fucking horrendous. And to watch his like midlife crisis with his stupid band, like, sorry, you can't sing. To watch this and just watch how over the last years he has really been horrible to Katie, to Tom, to Stassi, to Jax. And I know like nobody feels bad for Stassi and Jax, but it's important in the context of like the history here. Um, I hate this man. I know this man is evil. And I now have motherfucking proof and everybody sees what I've been seeing for years. I mean, we've been saying this. And I think a lot of people feel vindicated. Like I know a lot of people feel vindicated like because they have said like not trusted Tom over the years. You know, Lala feels very vindicated that she never really liked Raquel. Um, I always thought Tom was like extremely cringe and self-centered and narcissistic and like obsessed with the show and the fame, like to an, and to a point of delusion, like starting a band. But this cheating on your girlfriend of 10 years with one of her best friends and have not just like we got, we're drunk and we hooked up. A seven right. month affair is fucking diabolical. It is. But when you really look into it, it's really not. Tom Sandoval was with Kristen for eight years. And I know they claim that everything they did was like, you know, kosher. But like, I think we all know it wasn't. He I'm not left. convinced it wasn't. 
uh, I kind of am. I think like everyone is like just kind of come to terms with it. And it was like, okay, whatever. But they're together and in love now. And they're like not married, but they're in this partnership. They have a house. Like, you know what? We all move on. Like even Kristen. Yeah, I don't. But even if there were some moments of like impropriety, I Kristen and Ariana were not friends. Like th- this is. I, it was I feel the same like group. There were a couple moments of like maybe kissing or something, but not. No, I mean this is next level. Like Ariana and Raquel being best, best friends. friends and it being a full on affair. Yeah, I honestly, it's so crazy. But I do think like how you get them is how you lose them sort of thing. And I'm not in any way like blaming Ariana by any means. But I wasn't like once I sat down and thought about it, like I wasn't that shocked. Honestly, the real shocking part is the Raquel of it all. Like not only would Tom choose a girl who's so close with his girlfriend, but how Raquel could go the last seven months, like being so up Ariana's ass going to all these things with Tom and Ariana. And we thought we, she was going for Ariana, but she was going for Tom. That's like a diabolical level, especially because what we've seen over the last few years with Raquel on the show is like, she's kind of this like spineless mute. Like she doesn't really defend herself. She's kind of quiet. She remembers she cried last year because she couldn't even make a toast in front of a bunch of people. Like it's just, she's not the type of girl you would expect this behavior from. No, I don't know who she is. Like, one, the Raquel we're seeing this season is different from Raquel's of the past, but we just, you know, yes. uh, attributed it to her, like, coming out of her shell, maybe making some Being mistakes single. along the way. She's obviously drinking a lot, so maybe having, you know, a rough night here or there, but, like, a seven-month affair is beyond, you know, getting yeah. a little too drunk. I don't understand this person. I don't know this person. How could you do something like this? To How could yeah. anyone do something like this to a friend, let alone someone who's, like, brand for lack of a better word is like being yeah. nice and shy and sweet yeah it's um it's so crazy all but the all the castmates have spoken out I said this to you like two weeks ago like Raquel is gonna save this show and when I said it I didn't even know what she was up to yep. but no, she so has right. become the center of the show and now in a huge way but we know and I know that these are people's lives but in terms of the show like this is people said the show would never be the same without like Jackson Stassi, all the drama from season one, the smacking Kristen and Jax. This is pump 2.0. Like I never expected it for me. The show was on its way out. Like it would, even though the season is good and their stuff, the show was slowly dying. This has breathed new life into the franchise. Like everyone really should be thanking Tom and Raquel because so many people have started watching Vanderpump Rules this weekend. Like, who have never even watched a single And episode. people who watched for years but took time off know who Raquel and Tom Sandoval yep. and Ariana are. They're back in, and they're watching this season now. And the people who have been watching, like me, who I, I've, I've just associated, like, I don't need all the drama in order for me to like it. I just like some of the people. But now I'm like, oh, my God, it's top of mind. So in that, from an entertainment value perspective, like, they have this saved the show. And also, like, for all the cast members who are so mad at Tom and Raquel, like, they can't stop talking about it. And they're, you know, going on Instagram stories and they're popping off and everyone. It's so weird how everyone feels the need to post Team Ariana. It's like, there's no other team to be on. No, literally. And I feel like I actually have had, like, a unique relationship with Ariana in terms of my, I really have never fully, like, loved her just because she's with Tom Sandoval. Like, I have a deep hatred and... I don't really understand how anyone could like him. But now that not only is she not with him, she probably fucking hates him. I feel like I'm about to build this ship so big for just Ariana. Like I feel, I feel ready to stand like I've never stand before. I think that's how everyone feels both in the cast and outside of the cast. And she's always been like a really great level-headed 
character within the show. Always weird to us that she was with Tom and could be with Tom, but. And defend Tom. That's always like her fatal flaw. Yeah, but she also then in private is like Tom. Mm. Yeah, yeah, which I always respect. She's not like up his butt. So. Yeah, so true. I think this, people are, like those sorts of like feelings of loyalty towards someone and just like riding for them. That's what engenders. No, but like a really good show to have such strong like feelings of you want to see this person succeed. So now everyone's like buying up her ready to make cocktails and everyone's trying to like, you know, throw their money in support of Ariana boycotting Tom, Tom and Schwartz and Sandy's. Well, so that brings me to Tom yes, Sandoval's statement. I have it right here. Oh, okay. So Tom Sandoval was silent on the matter for, you know, a 24, 48 hours. And then he put out a note that he wrote saying, hey, I fully understand and deserve your anger and disappointment towards me, but please leave Schwartz, my friends and family out of this situation. Schwartz specifically only found out about this very recently and most definitely did not condone my actions. This was a very personal thing. Also, Schwartz and Sandy's might have my name on it, but also there are three other partners and 20 employees who especially rely on the restaurant for income from them and their families. Just like Tom, Tom, I'm a small part of a much bigger thing. Please direct your anger towards me and not them. They did nothing wrong. I'm so sorry that my partners, Greg, Brett, and Schwartz and our employees have to suffer for my actions I will be taking a step back and a hiatus out of respect for my employees and partners I need some time to address everything else sorry for everything okay so like tell me all you care about is money without telling me all you care about is money like he didn't apologize to Ariana to his friends like he just apologized and was like but please like don't take it out on my stupid fucking restaurant with the terrible name yeah it's weird that this statement's not going to change anything for the people who are insistent on boycotting his businesses. But it's like, when you're a public figure, you get the success of your business because of your public persona. Like, and they're mm-hmm. all there for you when times are good. Like, if yeah. they're in your boat, they're in your boat when it sinks, too. Yeah, no, it's kind of delusional. I do I do feel bad for that guy, Greg, who's clearly like an actual businessman with experience and knowledge. Because uh, he was on the Schwartz and Sandy's Instagram responding to comments fighting for his life. Like... I feel bad for him because he put, you know, so much of his time, money and energy into two fucking morons. Um, And this, you know, when the pendulum swings high, it swings high. You know, Daily Mail party. Everyone wants to be at our thing. We we don't need to run any ads and people will be lining out the door. But when the pendulum swings the other way, you know, when your whole brand is, like you said, build up your public persona, you have to be able to withstand that too because that's the business you're in. Right. And when you make decisions in your personal life, like you have to know that they can affect your business because when your business is, is your personal life. Yeah. 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 The statement was trash. Um, and like, trust me, I get it. Like, I'm a business person too. Like, one of my major concerns at this time would be this business I just launched. But for, you know, public perception, like, my God, at least pretend to give a shit about Ariana or like the people you just stompled over in your affair. Like, right. to simply address this dumb fucking restaurant is, he's so, he's so calculated and so kind of, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, he's he, like, he just, his intentions are so obvious. And the fact that he didn't even try and, and cover it up and, and and be subtle in his statement really just proves what kind of like low life he is. Well, there's nothing he could say right now, especially right now. Like, so about, then don't say anything about Ariana. There's no apology that like anybody wants to hear. Like, this is going to be like a long road to rehabilitation for his image that and you know an apology on Instagram is not gonna nobody wants to hear it right now but I think he thought that reminding people that there are people who work for the business that have families like would touch people's hearts yeah 
But again, that's really not the responsibility of Bravo fans. Yeah. It's not. So that's all we have from this. him. Raquel is Lala. Being quiet. Raquel, like there have been rumors about Raquel and her crisis PR team on Dumois mm-hmm. and what sort of route they're taking. They say that she's actually going to break up with Tom Sandoval, which I think she should not do. The mm-hmm. only way out of this is to be together forever. Yep. If she breaks really up with Tom, like me of she, Ariana. No, it doesn't remind me at all, honestly. It, like it does. Like it was so like, and then remember um, Vegas girl, like Kristen just really wanted to prove to everyone that like, yes, yeah, she's crazy, but like Tom made her crazy. Like she thinks he cheated with Ariana. He's also cheated with this Vegas girl. Like he is a cheater. And I feel as though she's been enormously vindicated oh she has been but I feel like she was for a while and also in the fact that Tom and Kristen had a horrible relationship and we saw yeah. that in every episode every single day and by the time they broke up it was it was like hallelujah and, we didn't even and care the fact that there was someone there for Tom, that Tom could move on with it was like please go like uh, yeah. we would love to see two people that shouldn't be together not be together yeah but th- even though there are rumors that they were going through a hard time which I do believe um you know after 10 years like they, he yeah. also has these two restaurants. He's put all of his money into it. Like, I, he's also annoying as fuck. Like, I do believe yeah. that the relationship wasn't peaking. But they didn't have that, like, toxic quality like Tom and Kristen no, did. No, no. It's something that you work through, not like you go and have an affair with the girl's best friend. I cannot get over this, honestly. Like, and you know what? Everyone was like, oh, what's wrong with Ariana? She didn't want to get married. Bitch, she better she's probably so fucking happy yeah that she could just walk out yeah they share a house together so it'll be like a little you know paperwork they don't have to go through a divorce like she's a queen she's so smart yeah and I feel like Tom Sandoval if he's smart but he's not and he's so egotistical like you would think he would just like whatever Ariana wants to do is like what we'll do because any pushback she gets from him she just all she needs to do is put on social media Tom's taking the house no totally (laughs) and and Ariana has been on the show for a really long time. She, I'm assuming, does really well financially because she didn't do anything crazy, you know? She didn't start... Her and Katie are being so smart about this sandwich shop, like looking for investors, not doing anything too hasty. They don't want it to be this huge space. Like, they're taking it on slowly. I feel like she's been really responsible financially. And Tom, when he was talking about Venmoing his bandmates and renting studio space, I didn't realize, like, he had to pay all these people to hang out with him. $1,000 a day to, play, to pay for Schwartz and Sandy's. Right. So not I feel open. like he's... He's in a hole. Like, he, he flew his family out and, and he couldn't cancel the flights. Like, he, I feel like he's actually really not doing fi- well financially. And the fact that they're not married is a huge blessing for Ariana, who I feel like has been really smart with her Vanderpump money. And she's been on for a long time. So at this rate, she can't be making less than $30,000 an episode. Like, she's doing really oh, well. Oh, she's definitely making way more than that. Yeah, and she's right, not she's super one of the flashy. OGs. No. Um, she started this little side hustle. Nothing crazy. Yeah. And even she if she book. even if she just cashed her Vanderpump checks, like she's doing really well, and it doesn't seem right. like she has spending problems that we know about. So I believe she has a podcast. Does she? I think. I don't think. Oh my god! I could just all I see right now is like Sheena. I know we need to talk about Ariana's Sheena's podcast. Door, trying to get Ariana on her podcast. Let me just look up I, Ariana Maddox. No, she doesn't. Sorry. Oh, Earth to Ariana. But it hasn't been updated since November. Okay, so like, no. She doesn't do it anymore. Yeah. Um, Sheena's trying to get the exclusive for Shenanigans. Please hurry. I like, was, 
I was obsessed with that whole saga on the most recent episodes. Like, Sheena's so obvious. Like, my God, walking over. She, by the way, I forget that they keep saying Sheena lives far. Sheena, like, doesn't live in L.A. She lives by, like, the marina, like, literally 45 minutes away. So the fact that literally in the span of a week, she made, like, three trips to Tom Schwartz's apartment, one for the pregame, one to hang out with Sandoval, and then one to record the podcast, like, loser. Loser. Like, I cannot get over it. I thought, like, honestly, I know we all treat Tom Schwartz like this village idiot, but, like, the way he's so easily manipulated by people, like, you didn't know what Sheena was doing, and you didn't tell her, hey, Sheena, cut that part out. Like, he's so, like, dumb. Yeah, he's so dumb. He just, like, doesn't have a spine enough to say, Sheena, cut that out. Um, But I did actually have some respect for him when he turned Raquel down at the... Same. And he knew, he, he didn't even think he was filming. He turned her down before. Yeah. He was like, wait, are we still filming? Of course, eventually they do kiss at Sheena's wedding, but that is nothing. Like, whenever they will kiss, I'm just going to feel... It's I, so... You know what? I'm going to feel worse for Schwartz because I'm going to be like, Raquel was playing him this whole time as a cover for her affair with Sandoval. When she kisses Schwartz, she's having an affair with Sandoval already. So it's like, yeah. she's manipulating also, him. And it's like, we are supposed to be mad at Schwartz, but I'm actually going to feel sorry for him. The whole Schwartz and Raquel thing started because some rumor got released that at Coachella, Tom was kissing Raquel. Now, a lot of people say, like, maybe the rumor got twisted and, like, Tom Sandoval was kissing Raquel. And, like, Schwartz just, like, went with it. Like, oh, there's a silly rumor about me. Maybe, but the timeline, like, doesn't really add I know. Up. I know, because Coachella's in April. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, my God, Sheena like has actually and this is saying a lot because I feel like she's looked really bad for many seasons this might be the worst she's ever looked um and now knowing what we know knowing that she's really isolating herself from everyone just to support Raquel and now Raquel is this like radioactive villain she looks really stupid she still has Ariana as like Ariana is her first friend on the show yeah and so for her to now throw her support behind Ariana like that is a life raft she can cling to but it's like when they're all hanging out at Ariana's house like Katie's not talking to her mm-hmm. I'm Lala sh- Lala no Lala and her are like best friends sorry their oh. kids their daughters are together every single day oh they're so oh. so close well she just looks stupid so it's just Katie really Yeah, by the way, I'm obsessed with Katie. Like, she's been so funny, and I love her friendship with Lala. Like, I know they're, like, the last two of that group who are still on the show. Like, Brittany's out, and Stassi's out, and Kristen's out. Um, So they, like, really only have each other, but I feel like their friendship is really genuine, and they're, like, really, they're in, like, a similar place, but they're also in really different places in their lives, like sobriety and motherhood, but I feel like they have a really good friendship, and Katie's just being so funny. And honestly, I do agree with pretty much everything Katie has said thus far. Like, we had this agreement. Fine. You want to fuck Raquel? I'll run train through your restaurant. Like, that was so funny. Um, And I feel like she's justified. I know a lot of people are like, you're divorced. But, like, asking just not to dip in the friends group, like, is really not asking a lot. Unless it's the love of your life. It's not asking a lot. And especially, it's definitely not the, like, even if it is the love of your life, you don't go around to the love if you're like, hey, want to make out? Let's make out. I feel like it's high school. It's high school. It's so disrespectful. The fact that a friend of hers would be the one to come up with the idea and and sort of force them together and do all these, like, nefarious behind the scenes things and act like, no, I just want to have a pregame so she didn't have to go alone. Like, shut up. Yeah. No, shut up. And like, I guess Katie did say that thing in Vegas because Katie didn't deny it. She just said like, I said it, but like, I don't feel that way anymore. Like, honestly, respect. That's like the most relatable fucking thing. Like, yeah, I said that and I don't mean it because I was like pretending to be mature or whatever, but like, I'm not. Yeah. 
when I was watching this most recent episode and like Katie eventually like brings Christina Kelly along, I was thinking like how miserable filming the show must be for Katie. She doesn't have any of her friends that she started with. It's now all about these new people and the new people are just like now going after Schwartz. Like what the fuck? What am I doing here? Because if she just didn't have to hang out with this group of people anymore, like she wouldn't have, if Schwartz goes and makes out with Raquel, it's not her problem. But she's one of three original cast members on the show still. She's making more money than all those other people. That's not a check you just walk away from. So she has to keep showing up and keep being miserable and keep watching Tom Sandoval and the most extras and keep hearing DJ James Kennedy spinning on the ones and twos. No, but you know what? Say what you want about DJ James Kennedy. I love him. Yeah, like, first of all, he's so unapologetically himself that like you actually have to respect it he's an amazing reality star Mm -hmm. like he really is and he's done and said some horrible unforgivable things but there's something about him like you just keep coming back to and with his DJ career like everyone made fun of him when he first started but you know what like he turned that see you next Tuesday thing into a legitimate affair at sir he does like a really good job and you know what when Tom Sandoval was like we're so lucky to have DJ James Kennedy opening for us like he was right like your band is a fucking joke you can't fucking sing and you know what I've actually seen DJ James Kennedy DJ and he's pretty fucking great no and it's a great time it's a great idea like I feel like a few people from the show have made like uh IRL things happen for themselves like Stassi and her and her podcast and her book and like she had so much success and like James did that with his DJ career not only does he DJ within the restaurants beautiful but he could go DJ at a club and like all these Vanderpump fans are going to come to want to see him like it's so smart everybody keeps trying to do stuff like that even the restaurants like Tom Tom like that was his success but it's not a shoe in and I was just saying to Zach because Zach just started watching Vanderpump again like this season I don't know why and we were talking about James and I was like yeah but I love him he was like what I was like there's just something so funny about him like so real even when when he's wrong he's so wrong and it's annoying but when he's right he's so right and he doesn't back down it's like yes thank you go off no and he's like funny like he's like funny and just like he's himself now I would never want to date him in my whole life could never be his girlfriend I don't think he should be drinking but there's like a lovable affable side to him that Mm -hmm. I appreciate and he's a great person on a reality show who has more than you would expect right moments yeah, yeah. No, he just gets, like, we're so blinded by his, like, dumb shit. Like, when he just says things about, like, Katie's body. Like, you we're just blinded by that. But every now and then, like, he does, he does have, uh, he has his moments. Yeah. And he's just funny. He's like, I don't want to say the S word or the D word. But it's stupid, stupid and, and dumb. dumb. <laughs> he's so funny. Um, and now this- James and Katie are an alliance. And I'm sorry. It's, I ship. It's an unfair. It's an unstoppable force. I don't think they should be together. But like the two of them, I would not want them as my enemies. No. I am obsessed. Like the stuff that has been coming out, like the memes, like it's so, it has actually reinvigorated my love for this show. Yeah. I was feeling so fatigued by these characters and these storylines and these plots. But now I'm... Actually, I thought I thought Raquel and Schwartz just making out was fucking crazy. Right. Like, and that was, okay, we have a season. Right. Because they're going to kiss. Right. This... We have a franchise. We have a decade. It's too much. 
I mean, you could have said the same thing about Jen Shaw. So let's not. Oh, that's true. But these the kids before the horse. These kids are pros. These kids are fumble. pros. They won't fumble. Yeah. The the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City are all rookies. They don't know. Like they were ill-equipped. These kids are not. They know. They've seen what the power of this show can do. Yeah. And honestly, a lot of it, a lot of them are in so deep with their restaurants and their businesses. They are not about to let this this ship go down without a fight. No. And now they have. They literally got Land a life ho. raft. Land, Land ho. ho. Literally. <laughs> yeah. They're not going to fuck this up. I have literally the utmost faith in them. But to be honest, I would love in this very moment to hear from some of our former disgraced cast members, Jax, Kristen, Of course. Stassi. And, it, you know, people are saying, like, out of all everyone on the cast, like, Jax turned out to be the upstanding guy, the good husband. The father. The father. Yeah. Who'd have thunk? Who'd have thunk? Like, he would have really kind of nestled into his life after Pump Rules in such a respectable way. He doesn't thirst out tweet, live tweeting the episodes. Like, he's totally out of it. Him and Brittany look so happy. They both look really good. I would love to hear from them. Yep. Stassi, too. Stassi, too. How dare too. you? Because she hated him the most. Yeah. And you know what? She was right. She was right. And, of course, Kristen. Of course. I mean... And Kristen being the bigger person, you know, going over to Ariana's and being there for her, posting team Ariana, like a, a lot of girls wouldn't do that. Like a lot of girls would still be holding on to a lot of the anger and resentment they have for their their ex's new girl. But they've been friends for a while. I think yeah. Kristen, you know, Moved she, on. especially season now, like dodged a bullet, thanks Beyond. Ariana. I mean, how anyone, and not to be mean, but like how anyone could even be remotely attracted to Tom Sandoval. And I don't mean that in a physical sense. I mean, his personality, his midlife crisis, his band. Like, I don't know how you could see someone on stage and then be like, yeah, I want to have sex with that. Like, he's so cringe. Like, the Schwartz's mom, he's so like. The Schwartz's mom. You know who he reminds me of? With like the Bravo fans, like these older women who like love him. It reminds me of Hugh Grant in um, music and lyrics. Like before he blows back up again, he like plays county fairs. And there's like five like 50 year old women who were obsessed with his band back in the 80s. Like it's it's really it's it's pathetic. Yeah. But people like that's the show. And, and people really do like did, did like him and like go to his shows and like oh my god he's singing about Schwartz's mom that's so funny it's it's not though and so we need to as a society discuss why we ever thought that was funny because I didn't no, 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 no I didn't no but like never. people did like there was an audience for that and like that's actually yeah. the real problem here I want to interview the audience members so I know were you genuinely laughing or like were you laughing because like, you felt bad because like that I understand were you an extra like for the show did you buy a ticket no and like the way he named his band like tom sandoval's and the most extra because like somebody called him extra like two seasons ago when he's like trying to make a moment out of it like there are ways to take things people have said about you on the show and like turn it into your own brand and i think people have done it really successfully but when you try and it like doesn't catch on and like it's like a flop and you're trying so hard there's honestly nothing more embarrassing and just like ariana is so good to him even if they weren't you know physically like together anymore but like when he's trying on all those outfits I know I thought the same thing she's taking him seriously being like no well they good but like what else and then be like yes that's it like could never be me no I would literally sit there and be like I'm gonna be real with you you look like a fucking clown like no but she was blindly supportive and he so did not deserve that and I really feel bad for Ariana but I also am I'm excited we're going to get like this genesis, this rebirth of Ariana where like the fans are 100% behind her. She's single. She looks great. Like I'm ready. Yeah. This is so 
crazy. And honestly, I feel like she's going to keep the house. I feel like she can. I feel like she can too, but does she want to? Does she want a big house? She doesn't seem like the type. I feel like she's kind of like... A penthouse girl. Want, yeah, like a downtown condo. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to be in the suburbs alone. We're literally reverting to like the Vanderpump of yore. Like they yeah. were all in these apartments that had like, you know, no furniture. And they were just like these young kids with no money. And then they all got like a little too rich. They bought houses, whatever. But then they all started going through divorce and restaurants. And honestly, a lot of them have no money. No, they have money, but you don't need a house when you don't have a, like a family. Have a home. Right, right, right. Like a, a something but to yeah, come no, home to. Like, Tom Schwartz is in an apartment now. I think Sheena lives in an apartment. I think Lala yeah. does. Um, I think Katie not does. Even because it's not a financial thing. Katie, yeah, now maybe Ariana, but it's not a financial thing. It's like you don't need a, a home when you're a single person. Like that's, who wants that? Right, no. It's also just like way easier and not to have to. to- be in like a residential family neighborhood when like now you want to go out all the time and you right. want to be closer to bars and restaurants and you right. want to be able to Uber like you don't need to go all the like 30 minutes. Yeah no honestly like when they all moved into houses and like Brittany and Jax were talking about how it's like it's not as great as it looks like Jax was mowing the yard like that was funny. Yeah but Brittany and Jax are still there. Well and they should be like they have a kid and they're settled like they're not going out they're just like keeping their heads down and like growing their family. Yeah so they need a house. Right. No, but we're reverting to the Vanderpump of yore. Yeah. Everyone in these apartments that are like gross. They don't have to be gross. No, but like that's what it was. That's what it was. But they're not going to be gross. Like Katie's not going to live in a gross apartment. No, not Katie. No, no, no. Not Ariana. No, not Ariana. I wonder if she'll keep the house. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. It's just been, it's been a time. Yeah, they're going to have to speed up these episodes. And also, if I'm the editors, I'm combing through this footage to yes. see if there's moments that I missed. Yep, yep. And that's combing what combing through. That's what everyone's doing now. Like, they're going through Sheena's vlogs and people's old stories, like, just to see, you know, if there was something we missed. I feel like the editors could maybe find something that they didn't care about and just maybe shift the focus a little bit of the rest of the season. Otherwise, it's going to be dreadful Painful. to watch until we get to this part, but it will be worth it because cameras are up. Yep. And then there's a reunion. Yep. And everyone will be answering. Yeah. Their the sins. reunion is like my my next Super Bowl. Yeah. But I think it's also important to remember that like, this is a television show and yet you don't know these people and we can talk about it for entertainment value. And but then like I don't need to go and leave mean comments on anyone's no, no, page. No, like no, I, no. I like I don't know you. You didn't betray me. Like we are just fans and spectators. Like calm the fuck down. Yeah. I agree. You know? Yep. Because it's like people are not meant to deal with, re- yeah, receive and see and deal with this much criticism about themselves, no matter what their crime is. Agree. Unless it's murder and you're Alex Murdoch. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. Keep a level head, you guys. Yeah. Are you ready for our next story? If it's the next story that's brought to you by Squarespace, is it? It is. All right, you guys, whether you're starting a side business, you work in e-commerce, Squarespace is an amazing place to get started with all of their online tools. So from websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform to build a beautiful presence online and run your business. So 
I have built a lot of websites in my day and I feel like it can be really intimidating whether you know you have any experience doing like software engineering or website building and Squarespace is an amazing place to start because they'll help you design a website they'll help you get your domain and it's really it's for dummies like you don't need a degree in computer science they have amazing different features um, like email campaigns you can collect donations you can share on social media they'll give you really powerful insights into your analytics like who's visiting your site how long they're interacting um, you'll get in-depth website analytics like page views traffic sources etc um, also if you're blogging they are a blogging platform supports a configurable share button lets your visitors share content on Facebook Twitter Google Plus all the places so whatever you're building a website for whether that's e-commerce blogging showcasing your photography Squarespace is a fabulous place to start check out squarespace.com toast for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use our offer code toast to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain so again that's squarespace.com toast for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use offer code toast to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain today's episode is also brought to you by Jenny Kane you are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes directly from Jenny Kane think minimalist meets luxury Jenny Kane items are classic comfortable and California inspired from the cashmere or cotton knit sweater you're obsessed with to the flowy summer dress you never want to take off with elevated everyday basics and wardrobe essentials getting dressed is easier than ever before when it comes to investing in an outfit that'll last we choose Jenny Kane for a limited time our listeners are getting 15% off their entire order when you go to Jenny Kane.com. Use the code toast to get 15% off. All right, let's talk Jenny Kane. I have so many items in my home from Jenny Kane home. I have so many items in my wardrobe from Jenny Kane. Their cashmere sweaters are that bitch. Like they are really, really high quality. I feel like it's really good to invest in like a few key pieces that you can have for a really long time. I have a cardigan. I have a pullover actually that I stole from you. It's a V-neck kind of like tan, gorgeous, like coastal grandmother. Jenny Kane is like the coastal grandmother Bible. Their sweaters are the it item. You will get so many compliments. Their everyday sweater, their striped Chloe crew neck sweater, their cardigans are made so you can feel the difference. It's the high-end necklace that you can wear on repeat because it goes with so many things. So they're known for their staple cashmere sweaters. So their best-selling cocoon cardigan, which I have, it's ultra cozy, a relaxed fit. And if you haven't tried their mules or sandals, you haven't felt true comfort. Jenny Kane believes in one thing, the art of simplicity with a focus on comfort, quality, and timeless design. Find your forever pieces at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code TOAST at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code TOAST, the brand go-to for all season staples. Treat yourself because you deserve it. Thank you, Claudia. You're welcome. Our next story, Chris Rock did his live Netflix comedy special, Selective Outrage, and he's mentioning it all. He shredded Will Smith with Oscar slap joke, slap joke, said, quote, everyone called him a bitch, and who does he hit? Me. Almost a year after the infamous Oscar slap, comedian Chris Rock finally addressed what happened in his live Netflix special. After an hour of new material that only alluded to Slapgate, he said in the beginning, he said, quote, they say words hurt. Anybody who says words hurt has never been punched in the face. So that was at the top of the show. He didn't get back into the slap or anything. I thought that was kind of going to be it. Um, but no, he did like a whole five to ten minutes going in on what happened. He said, quote, you all know what happened to me getting smacked by Suge Smith. Everybody knows. Everybody fucking knows. I got smacked like a year ago. And people are like, did it hurt? It still <laughs> hurts. I got summertime ringing in my ears. 
Despite the pressure from the press to open up about what happened, he's adamant that he won't be dissecting it on a talk show. He said, quote, I'm not a victim, baby. You will never see me on Oprah or Gail crying. You will never see it. It's never going to happen. Fuck that shit. I took that shit like Pacquiao. You know, I thought that was a really good response. One, because it harked back to like a big segment he did in his special about how everyone is a victim these days. We're always saying that, like searching for victimhood. Yeah. Everyone wants to be a victim. Um, but also it was a nice little dig at Will Smith because like Will Smith got up there and slapped fucking Chris Rock and then Will Smith went on TED Table Talk 400 times and cried, like making himself the victim. So I like how Chris Rock not only like harked back to previous material, but he was also like, I'm not a victim even though technically like in this saga, like he was the victim of a slap, like you're going to go and cry. Okay, bitch. Like I'm going to stand up here and make jokes about it. Yeah. I love Ted table talk, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) by the way, he really went hard. I honestly thought he like, wouldn't want to be associated with this anymore. And like, he was kind of using it for clickbait for his special. Like, I honestly didn't know if he was still like angry or if he was ever really angry, but he's fucking mad. And you know what? He called Will Smith a bitch. He called Jada Pinkett Smith a predator, which honestly, it's a pretty decent call because I didn't really put together that that dumb entanglement thing was with one of her son's friends. Like, that's fucking weird. And I also didn't know that, like, beyond the slap, like, beyond the surface, there's actually history with Jada, Will, and Chris as it pertains to the Oscars. Like, Jada was really upset when Chris Rock agreed to host it all those years ago because Will, Will wasn't, wasn't, nominated. wasn't nominated. And so I didn't realize that it was layered beyond that. So he was like, he was digging, yeah, at Jada. Like he was, you know, he was starting stuff with that joke, G.I. Jane. But because there was history there. Yeah, and and, and now, but, no, but he because made, he was like, slapped. Hosts and presenters like make lots of little jokes at people. Like, yeah, a slap for hmm. a joke. It doesn't even matter. Like Chris could have said the most disgusting joke of all time and it still wouldn't have warranted a slap. Like you don't fucking slap people. Right, and so... Now he's going in on them and what happened and how I guess Chris even called him when everything like went down with the entanglement like and to like be there for him and instead mm-hmm. he slaps him and it's like everybody right. was talking shit about Will Smith and like clowning on him and he slaps and Chris, Chris wasn't and he, but that's who he slaps and also he talks about how Will Smith is so much bigger than him like they're not yeah. the same size they're it's not a fair fight like he's a big guy and his slap fucking hurts yeah honestly like I I was almost prepared to be disappointed because I feel like Chris, I just thought Chris Rock would have been like moved on from it. And like, he's like, we're just good. Like or just, yeah. And I'm so glad he wasn't. Cause you know what? You got fucking slapped. And sometimes you just need to go for the jugular. Yeah. I don't know why I thought he would like not be as mad as Give he is. In. Yeah, no, me too. Like, I don't know why I kind of, I just perceive him. Maybe it's because he's like this comedy legend as someone who's just like above shit like this. But you know what? Like Will Smith dragged him down to the trenches and Chris Rock is joining him. And I respect that. Like, I hate that shit. Like rise above. No, couldn't be me. But he's still, somebody no, but he slaps still me. is above it because he's not getting physical. He's using his words. Right, right, right. Like a grown I, I was actually really pleased with the response. Like, he's mad. And you know what? That's a human response. Yeah. And, like, he took a year to say, to figure out what he wanted to say, when he wanted to say it, how he wanted to say it. And, like, there's nothing rash about this. And I also appreciate that he's saying it all. He's mentioning it all. And he's mentioning yeah. the entanglement and all the things I could have said about Will Smith, but I right. didn't, but I will right. now. No, it's true. Like, him and Jada 
really like for many years, like dragged their relationship in the public sphere. It's not like they were being dragged. They put themselves there. They kind of like embarrassed themselves and their families over and over. So when you think of the birth of, not birth, is it breadth? Breadth. Breadth of material that you could write about these two. Really G.I. Jane is, is harmless. And I know like she has alopecia, so I get why it's layered. But to be honest, the rationale for why the joke might have been insensitive is irrelevant now because you got up and slapped someone. Of like course. to me, I don't give a shit what you have to say. I don't care about your victimhood. You are wrong in perpetuity because you slap someone. Yeah. And I feel like for the last year, like Will Smith has been dipping his toe in his PR cycle. Comeback. You know, and now Will, uh, Chris Rock is just like, Back down again. Yeah. Start again. No, it's true because start from the because beginning. Because honestly, I had forgotten and whatever. I but thought now, like, like Chris was over it, so I'm over it. Right. Now we're reliving it. Like Chris is like such a cutie. You know, he came on that special. He's like this family man uh -huh. like, talking about his kids. He's so cute. He was so funny. He made some really good points. I was enjoying the special. And I'm like, you know what? Now I'm feeling protective again of Chris Rock. Mm -hmm. And he's mad. So I'm mad. It's like, it's all, it's starting all over again, which must be really infuriating for Will Smith. Anything he did in the last year to try and overcome it. Totally. We're back at square one. A hundred percent. And you know what? I love that Chris like didn't give an interview and he saved this moment for himself. I'm sure he sold the shit out of this special, not only because it was, you know, the first time he was talking about Will Smith, but it was also this technological marvel of live streaming on Netflix. I love that he kept it for himself. It's like, you know, us doing it on the Patreon. hundred percent. Plus, he's Chris Rock. I love that. So, and they invest in comedy at Netflix. Like, he probably got paid so much. I, I, I can't imagine he got paid less than $20 million. For one special, one live? Yeah. It's possible that this was a part of, like, a three special deal. Yeah, like, Jerry like Seinfeld did three specials for 60. So, but this is different. You know, it's live. Live television, people. Chris Rock. It's Chris Rock live show. It's Chris Rock live. Do, 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 do. Chrissy Rock would be better because it's 30 Rock. Chrissy Rock? Chrissy. No, too many syllables somehow. No, 30. Chrissy. I know, but it's, they don't say 30 Rock. They say live show. It's 30 Rock live show. It's 30 Rock live show. show. Live it's show. Chrissy Rock live. It's Chrissy Rock live show. Yeah, it's, it's literally perfect. It felt this, so, just as good the way I was singing it. Um, the music the special otherwise, <laughs> the special, <laughs> the special otherwise was good. It wasn't like amazing, but it was really good and funny. Oh, I thought it was really strong. I thought he made some really good points, some really good jokes. Oh my God. I was telling you how I was, I can't Back remember one. the last time I laughed so hard at a, at a joke from a comedy special is when he was talking about the difference between dating financially, the difference financially between dating older women and younger women. And when he it's said, really funny. for an older woman, you have to pay to fix. No, for a younger woman. It's like a shoes. She'll be, she'll be like, I want shoes. Give me one pair of shoes. Shoes, shoes, shoes. And then for an older woman, she's like, can you fix my roof? It was really funny. Oh, my God. Honestly. I couldn't even hear the next five minutes because I literally, if I was further along my pregnancy, I think I would have given birth. Zach and yeah. I were tears. Tears laughing. That's so funny. I thought it was funny. I didn't think it was like tears funny I don't know why it was funny I was just waiting to see what he was gonna say like what does an older woman want a house like I didn't know right and she wants you to fix her roof like it was so funny he's also making headlines for his bit about Meghan Markle which yes. I thought was really interesting so let's talk about that and then that's actually gonna lead into our next story um so he had a bit about the ways that people it was the same it was the same bit we were talking about earlier like just victimhood yes like everyone but wants he was to be a victim of something that 
America, we're addicted to attention. There's four ways to get attention, you know. Uh, you could be... Put your ass on Instagram. Put your ass out. You could be infamous. You could be excellent. Mm-hmm. Or you Serena could Williams. be a victim. Right. And he said, and speaking of, you know, Meghan Markle and her journey to victimhood and everything that she shared. And he's talked about, you know, how she, like the things that she said on Oprah and how, uh, you know, you didn't know the royal family was racist, like they invented racism. And then he started talking about a few of the things that she said to, you know, uh, exhibit how they were racist. And he was like, that's not racism. That's like in-law shit. Right, right. So it was just really funny. And she doesn't get a, a really any negative negative press in the U.S. Aside from that South Park thing that was a few weeks ago, which we heard yes. that they didn't like and that uh, they were upset about. But then we heard that, no, they didn't care. And so I feel yeah. like to go from like being, you know, so celebrated and, not, and no one will say a bad word to that South Park episode and then this, which is like one of the biggest comedy moments this year and he's like really going in on them. Um, they are, must not be happy. To be honest, it was it was refreshing because I feel like co- what comedy is really supposed to do is be the thing you think but don't say. And we li- exist in a culture, in the, and I think it's, it's out of a protectiveness for Megan, which I appreciate. I think it started from a good place. But you really can't criticize Harry and Meghan without being you know labeled as something and so for Chris Rock to get on here and just kind of say the thing we were all thinking like I don't know some of the stuff they described like is it evil no is it like do I deal with the same shit with my in-laws kind of like it's it was refreshing to hear and that's really what comedy is supposed to be and so to hear someone who probably has a lot to lose by saying that I'm sure he could hobnob with Harry and Meghan at Ellen's house whenever he wants I don't know that that's a lot to lose though not getting the invite no, but I'm saying, like, he could run into Harry and Meghan tomorrow. Like, honestly. Like, him saying that is brave. It's not like some nobody comic on a, pod, oh, a podcast saying he it. Doesn't, I don't think he, there's a lot to lose by not being able to run into them and it being awkward. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's worth no, it for the No, I think he joke. puts himself in a bad position. Like, he's, he's on the same level of fame. Yeah. So he puts himself kind of, perhaps as a target or... Or it, putting himself in a bad spot. And for him to say it means he really believes it. And I think a lot of people in the audience agreed with it. And I think people watching at home is like, well, yeah, like, I mean, we all think that, but yeah. no one's going to say it. Yeah. And that's what comedy, that's the purpose of comedy. Yeah. But I feel like the more time that they spend in Hollywood, I'm constantly shocked by how few friends it seems that they have and how well, few Rebel things, Wilson. Rebel Wilson is our next story, but how few okay. things that, they should be at that they're not at. Mecca. When you zoom out, it's like, why aren't they spotted at dinner with this and that and, and them and them? Like, we never hear that. The only really things that we see, one, the Ellen party, which we reference every single time we say where you could see them. Yep. And in the documentary, the people who called her after the Oprah interview, Beyonce called her. Yeah. Does she text with Beyonce today? Right. No. They, it's almost like, well, why do they even live in L.A.? Yeah, but like they're not at the Met Gala. They are not at like the, some of these big birthday parties for some of the really big stars. Like, I don't know if Hollywood's going how they thought it was going to go. That's a good point and, I, and a good segue to, to our next story because I would which say I found really interesting. I don't know why they wouldn't be embraced 
by Hollywood. Um, Cause it seems like right after they left the family, they were, they, Oprah mm-hmm. went well and everything. Um, but Rebel Wilson was on, on Watch What Happens Live talking about meeting Harry and Meghan. And while she said really sweet things about Harry, she said Meghan was not naturally warm. So that's so funny because that's what Meghan said about Kate. Oh, that is funny. That is. And I feel like Meghan's brand that she puts forth is just like this warm person, the warm American hugger, you know? Right, right, right. (laughs) Rebel Wilson says she did not get a warm reception from Meghan when she first met the Duchess of Sussex. She said Meghan was not as cool. She wasn't as naturally warm. However, she noted that Marco could have been standoffish. Uh, due to her mom, her Australian mom, asking slightly rude questions like, where are your kids? Rebel said, mom, no, that is fucking rude. don't ask her that. They said they met because they had a mutual friend um, and Harry was really warm and sweet and that Megan was not the way that Harry was. And she didn't mince words. No, yeah, words no I was surprised minced. for her. I was surprised for her to be like so direct and like shady. And I feel like um, actually like, Rebel has more to lose saying just this about Meghan and yeah, Harry of because course. she's not on the same level as Chris Rock where it's like Chris Rock is a legend period doesn't matter who he offends. Yeah. I was really surprised. Yes, me too, but I also feel like we're always saying here like okay, one referencing one time meeting someone like isn't a fair assessment of their character. Like maybe she had a long day, maybe she was in a bad mood, maybe she felt awkward, maybe she doesn't like Rebel Wilson. Like maybe she heard Rebel Wilson say something about her. You know what I mean? Like I don't feel like it's actually inaccurate, but I'm adding it just, it's, it's noted, but I'm not going to make a general, uh, observe, not observation, general, I'm having a hard time with the words today. General, like judgment statement, judgment, sure. On one person's one time. It's not like Megan said, I can't talk. Rebel said, oh, every time I've met Megan, she's been a bitch. Like it was one time. And you know what? Um, it's noted. But I'm not making any big any big statements yet. I'll say two things about that. One, we say this all the time. I hate when people on TikTok are like, so-and-so was rude. And they like have these anecdotal reasons as to why they're rude. And they don't even tell you who it is. But I feel like the fact that she said this, and it seemed like she said it in the commercial break and then repeated it. Yes. Because she said we were just talking about this in the break. So she repeated it again on television the fact that she would say it was her, not just like, oh, I, I hobnob with someone who you would think was so warm, but really wasn't. It wasn't anonymous. She would say it was her. She would not be like, but maybe, well, actually did, she did say maybe she was put she off did. by my mom asking rude questions. I don't think it's so rude to say, where are your kids? If I'm out and some, like someone said, where's Harry? I would just think that, not rude, just dumb. Like he's home. What do you think? No, it depends like who you are. Like if you're easily offended and you're like, are you judging my it motherhood? It depends on what the... Um, context where we are like if we're in the park having a picnic like where are your kids like they could they be here but if we're are we at a cocktail party dinner party where are my kids like they're asleep when she Lou right they're with they're with the setter setter. yeah like so it depends on the context I don't think it's like like overall the rudest question um the fact that she like just didn't mince words I I'm no, I find it, I, I found the whole thing extremely interesting. Yeah, especially since that's, like, Harry's supposed to be, like, the British stiff upper lip, and she's, like, right. the warm, warm American. American. And we got the opposite. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. No, I just also appreciate when people share their anecdotes. Like, I'm always wondering what's going on behind closed doors. Yeah. 
no one no one's like shares stuff like this though about anyone no I know like very very just direct and honest so honestly, how you felt in the moment I feel like Rebel must have had a, like a really nasty experience with her to then it just say worse. to then just say not naturally warm it wasn't no, just it like a, an worse. unnatural warmth that she felt the need to share it must have yeah. been worse yeah, it's not a good month for Harry and Meghan. I feel like, actually, it's been a good few months. I don't think the reception to the book and the documentary was really what they thought. The book reception was better, but the documentary reception was not great. Um, but the book sales were think, great. So they have yes. like a lot of money. But he already got paid the 20 million for three books. So they already cashed those checks, I think. I think they care just about public perception and image as they do about money. Yes, but they have to care about both. Yeah. Like they, yeah. They, like you can't have, long term, you can't have one without the other. And they need both. It's not like they're part yeah. of the family anymore. The family just yeah. gets to worry about public perception. So true. But they have Which to talk worry, in its own way. worry about those things while also trying to make money. Yeah. And like parallel to the money. Yeah. And people like, you know, when you do stuff for money, they judge you as like, what did you sell for that? You sold your family. Right. right. I'm going to fucking judge right. you. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it hasn't been a great like six months, honestly. Yeah. They need to lay low. They're, nobody They've been laying low, except it. they went to dinner the other night. No, dinner doesn't count. I mean, put, no. Harry just did another sit-down interview, mental health. Oh, my like, God. The trauma expert. To, like, the, that was a disaster. They need to stop opening up their legs for us. Like, it's enough. It, they need, nobody ever regretted laying low. Agreed. Aside from that interview, which he, I feel like he does all these interviews and, like, does anybody fucking watch them? Because I only, like, see them. The excerpts. Yeah. But anyways... They went to dinner. Of course, they're allowed to go to dinner. But it was like, you know, yeah. paparazzi were there. They that were all dressed. That doesn't bother me. Honestly, I feel like those moments actually are in the plus column for me because they look really happy. She always looks stunning. I actually love seeing that's paparazzi not like photos love. of them. Why? No, you're allowed to go to dinner. I'm talking about no, there's months and months. Going to dinner to eat a meal and going to dinner. We're going to San Vicente bungalows and the paparazzi have been called. Right. That stuff doesn't bother me. For me, it was like the weeks and months of promo for the documentary, promo for the book, sit-down interviews, 60 Minutes, BBC, everything. Now this trauma expert. Like that, for people who really left for, for their mental health and for privacy, stop. Close your legs to married men. Like, stop. That shit bothers me. Actually, the paparazzi San Vicente bungalows, like, that's what I expected. That's what I was like, oh, yes, they're coming to Hollywood. Let's see the glamour. Get out of the car. What are you wearing? She loves a good coat. Like, that is exciting. Yeah. That is what I want to see. And they don't do a lot of that. Not even, they could go to dinner and call the paparazzi whenever they want, but like, they're not at but these But they don't do it a lot. Parties. They're not at these big events. They could be at the Oscars presenting. They're not. And, and by the way, that type of thirst would actually be, be good for them. Because that's elevated thirst. Glamour. That's, that's Hollywood. What I'm saying is like what's surprising about their role in Hollywood is it's not the role I would have thought that they would have leaving the royal family and being like the A-listers that they are. Right. And it appears as though it's not a choice because if they were choosing not to be Hollywood glamour, then they wouldn't be doing all these sit-down interviews. So it's not that they don't want to be in the spotlight because they do, but they're choosing the most bizarre spotlights. No, and the ones that are the big spotlights are seemingly not available to them. Like, I don't know. You know? Yeah, I don't know. Because they would do it. Like, why aren't they going to, I'll, I'll, they should be going to the Vanity Fair Oscar party this year. Yeah, they should be going to the Oscars. They could be presenting at the Oscars. Maybe. And it could be maybe, like okay. a, you know, a charitable award, something. Even the. Sure, yes. The, same right, for the right. Grammys and all the other crap we just watch and the 
Right, where they bring like elected officials. Yeah, in the same way that like they're just like humanitarians. Okay, you know what? They've been like out and about, like very public. I would be very interested if they do anything at the Oscars. Okay, maybe not presenting, but showing up at that Vanity Fair party for a photo. That would be interesting. But then to me, the idea that they couldn't get invited to the Vanity Fair Oscar party, it sounds absurd. Of course they could. Right, so is it a choice? I don't know. But there's like, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. So are you ready for our next story? What number is this? Four? Four. All right. Pete Davidson and his girlfriend, Chase C. Wonders, crashed their car into Beverly Hills home. I saw this is a very nefarious smelling story. Pete Davidson and his girlfriend, Chase Sui Wonders, crashed their car into a Beverly Hills home Saturday night, please confirm to the Post. The SNL alum had been driving a Mercedes-Benz at a high rate of speed around 11 p.m. when he jumped a curb in the Flats neighborhood. He reportedly also hit a fire hydrant and skidded across the front lawn before slamming into the corner of the house. The siding on one corner of the home was broken and pushed inward, according to photos of the damage obtained by TMZ. Beverly Hills Police confirmed to the Post that the car crash had occurred and damaged city property, the fire hydrant, and that it was, in fact, Pete behind the wheel. A police spokesperson refused to provide further details as the department's investigation is ongoing. Both of them walked away unharmed. And what about the people in the house? People in the house are fine. No, no, no injuries or anything. Late night, driving fast, residential neighborhood. This doesn't smell good to me. No. This is no bueno. And you know what? Bad decision making. And it, bad. The preliminary view, according to TMZ, is that drugs and alcohol were not involved here. But an oh. investigation is currently underway. I mean, a preliminary view, like they can do a blood alcohol test on him when they Show arrive. Um, as far as weed, how do you test for that? You test like a drug test, like normal. Okay, so maybe, I don't know if... But by the way, like he's going to have weed in his system. Can, but can you, you can't be high and drive. That's a really good question. I feel like you can. No way. I mean, I feel people do, but like, I don't know what the levels of fucked up right. are. Right. But like weed stays in your system. I think for 30 days, so you take a drug test. It's like, yeah, well, I smoked weed. No, but it's like, if you ago. take it on site, there's gotta be a way. Like literally yeah. we're there's sending people to the Mars. Like you can find I don't out know. how high someone is. How do you, though, seriously, like, jump a curb, hit a fire hydrant, and drive into someone's house if you're not even the slightest bit impaired? Yeah. Unless you have, like, a medical, unless you have a heart stroke. Right, but they seem, they were fine at the scene. Right. Um, so, or, like, this the is car, fishy. you know, went rogue. Out. This is fishy for sure. Nefarious yeah. behavior, and I don't want to make any judgments until it's judgment day, but this is terrible. Yeah, I'm glad they're both okay. I'm glad everyone in the house is okay. But now we need to get down to the bottom of it because it sounds like, sounds like Pete is making some bad decisions. Yeah. And that worries me because he's a good boy. He may be spending too much time in LA. He's got to go back to Staten Island. You know, those hedonistic Los Angelines. Yeah. Los Angelinos. Los Angelinos. So we'll keep you posted on that because I do want to know what happened here because it's very concerning. 100%. Are you ready for our next story? Fifth and final. Is it the last story that's brought to you by Canva? It is. Creating visual content is an essential part of what we do here. But the creative process hasn't always been so easy. All you have to do is scroll down to our Instagrams of yore and see some of the turnt graphics we used to churn out before we started using Canva for all of our needs. Whenever we have guest cards or 
graphics, everything we make for social, we make on Canva. And we found Canva for, te Canva for Teams. It has been so easy to collaborate and design with our team, which makes the whole process so much more creative and fun. So Canva for Teams is a design platform that makes it easy for anyone to create stunning content in any format. From social media posts to videos, presentations, websites, the endless templates and premium fonts, photos, graphics, and videos add personality and edge to our team's content. I have to say, Ben introduced us to Canva because he used to use it back when he was like working at corporate agencies. And he was like, it's the best, it's the best. And really he revitalized our brand for us, like creative directed our brand. And when you use Canva for teams, they make it easy to maintain your aesthetic, add your own logos, fonts, colors, anything that you want to create. So um, they streamline how you can use social, social media too. You can plan, create, and share social media content directly to all of your channels from one place and even post, uh, schedule posts ahead of time. So collaborate with your Canva, with your team, with Canva for Teams. Right now, you can get a free 45-day extended trial when you go to canva.me slash toast. That's C-A-N-V-A dot M-E slash toast for a free 45-day extended trial. Canva.me slash toast. Thank you. Not Our fifth and final story, some nostalgic but also forward-thinking news. Miley Cyrus is teaming up with Disney again for Endless Summer Vacation Concert Special. Miley Cyrus announced on Friday that she is re-teaming with Disney for a new concert special. The former Hannah Montana star will perform her number one single, Flowers, plus seven other songs from her upcoming album, Endless Summer Vacation, for the latest installment of her Backyard Sessions. Mm. Additionally, the set list will include one of her chart-topping classics, The Climb as well as a collaboration with Rufus Wainwright, according to a press release obtained by Page Six. The special, which is interspersed with new interview footage, premieres March 10th at 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Disney+, Plus, the same day that her LP drops. Okay, like Miley giving us Backyard Sessions. If you remember the OG Backyard Sessions, like it was kind of this like transitional period for Miley. It was like before her solo career really took off, after she like left Hannah Montana forever. She was just like this, you know, down home country, all American girl. And she like was just posting these YouTube videos of her singing in her backyard with like an accompaniment, maybe like a drummer and a guitarist. And it was like these really high quality videos, her... I think most popular one is Jolene. She that was like her iconic long brown hair era and like boho bun. outfits. Bun. She wore a bun on that one. Um, it was so like we were so obsessed with Miley at that point and Hannah Montana ended and like we really didn't know what the future held. I believe maybe she had released Party in the USA, but we were like we were literally desperate for anything Miley could give us. And what she gave us was the backyard sessions and they became so iconic and she didn't even do that many. Cause then her solo career really took off and she didn't have to slum it in her backyard for YouTube anymore. And but her loved, sound changed a little bit. Then she was with bangers and like, that's not like yeah. an acoustic backyard vibe. Cause she's constantly changing, evolving. But the way that she knows how much those meant to us and she's bringing it, like I'm, I'm deeply moved. This is so thoughtful. It is. They were a cultural reset for sure. And they continue to have impact. impact. Like people are still watching them. People are still talking about them. You know, I'm sure they're on TikTok clipped all the time. Mm -hmm. And she's bringing it back. And the fact that she's bringing it back with Disney Plus just it's shows just like all's well. And that's good. It's really full circle, you know, because she could have gone to any streamer. And if she had such negative feelings about Disney, it would not be Disney. Yeah. But this true. like just goes to show like we're okay. Everything was okay. Hannah was good. I'm okay with everything. Here's the backyard sessions. No, you're right. I'm, I'm actually getting like choked up. This is really beautiful. 
Yeah, she's going back to her roots. And she's singing the climb 2023 edition. I'm so excited. She sings the climb quite frequently and she never does a bad job. And she always adds like something new, a little twang, a new note, a new pitch. She really always does that song justice. And the way she like protects that song for us is actually really sweet. Like that song means so much to so many of her fans. And I think, you know, a lot of people were always talking about how they, you know, they kind of shy away from the thing. And no matter how big Miley gets, like people will always want to go to her concerts and, and hear the climb. And she always leaves that opportunity, like that potential possibility for us. And she always does the song justice. And like, I, I really want to thank her for that because she loves the song and she knows that we love it. And like the fact that she loves it makes us love it more. No, and I think that we love this song so much, but there are so many things from like, you know, back in the day that you would love just because of the nostalgia. But I think coincidentally like the climb is an absolutely beautiful song and the lyrics and the message are eternal and so she's not like embarrassed by it it's not like the Jonas Brothers going and singing year 3000 which is just a gimmick like this is a song girl yeah this is a song that like means something it's a beautiful song it's something that could be released today and it's just like a gorgeous song it's not just because we're not asking her to perform best of both worlds you know? Right. No, it's, it's a mature that song even, that feels like a real song. But the fact that she can even see through all the Hannah stuff to be like, oh, that is a real beautiful song that just happened to fall into my lap as Hannah just it shows a maturity on her part not to shun everything from Hannah as like corny, bad Disney nonsense. No, you're right. The message is really evergreen. Evergreen. Life's a climb. There's always going to be another mountain. That's not even in the lyrics. No, I know, but that's like the message of the song. That was what's inspired her. The message is there's always going to be another mountain. Period. I'm always going to want to make it move. Always going to be an uphill battle. Sometimes I'm going to have to lose. Ain't about how fast I get there. Damn straight. Ain't about what's waiting on the other side. Facts. It's the climb. Facts. Straight facts. No lies were told. Zero. Absolutely none. And that's a message we could all use every day in every way. Jackie, that's beautiful. Thank you, Turtaloo. It's the climb. So good. I won't, I won't, I won't spiral, but like I could. You could. (laughs) When those violins come in. She better have a full string orchestra orchestra in the backyard session or else we're going to have problems. Sometimes you're going to have to lose. Ain't about how fast. Such a good song. Ain't about what's waiting on the other side. It's the climb. Yay, yay, yay. Keep on moving, keep climbing, keep the faith, baby. Dun, 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 dun. It's all about, it's all about the climb. This would be like me singing Don't Rain on My Parade. Like, it's just her fault. Oh, oh, I can't sing the climb? Like, not on this show, no. Jesus. That's Otherwise, where I'll, that's where I'll put I'm my so, stake in the ground. I'm so glad you brought that up. Sing Don't Rain on My Parade. 
Do no, it. I would never do that to you, Turtle. No, by the way. Oh, I and the fact that, like, we know you're a better singer than me. You take my one song. You took my one Jackie, song that I've been sorry. practicing okay. my whole life. Okay, fine. I'll, I won't sing it, but, like, genuinely, I would like to hear you sing Don't Worry no, Like, you're I, missing the point. I don't want to. No, but, like, I, like I'm no. asking. I'm so, not trying to make a so point. So you can make fun of me? So you can no, make fun? No, no, it'll be good. Come on, please. It will not be good. Please. Liter- Just, like, five seconds. Like, five bars. No, there's on. literally, like, no part of me that's, like, drumming up to sing the song like it's not happening come on give the people what they want that's not what they want turdy lou they want me singing the climb i don't think so they love when i sing the climb yeah, yeah, yeah. okay fine wow jackie backing down from a challenge noted yeah note it note it that's our show that was a long one we had so much to discuss i feel better like i took a big dump of words yummy Reminder that this is our first of three episodes this week. I'm not here Thursday, Friday. I'm heading out of the country, just like global cosmopolitan jet setting girl. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday this week is a short week. So we got we gave you a long episode. Maybe split this one in two. No, well, our plan is assuming that like, oh, you yeah. know, we're able to be, uh, you know, nothing arises that Thursday and Friday, we will drop Patreon episodes so that you have content if you're a Patreon member and you can always become a Patreon member if you're not one yet. So if you are a, fully immersed toaster you actually will have episodes all days this week yeah true okay thanks for for the fet's thank you guys so much for listening to the toast i really mean that the millennial morning show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every monday through friday on youtube so if you're watching us on youtube please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up we're also available as a podcast pretty much anywhere podcasts can be found so it's spotify itunes stitcher public radio i already cast box all the places where you listen to podcasts find us a toast leave a five-star review about a beautiful stunning and wickedly talented we are hope you guys have like literally the best day the best day for real That's so and we'll see you tomorrow it's so sweet i'm a su- i'm a sweet girl it's so sweet turdy lou I-, I hope you have a really great day too we'll see you tomorrow bye we will see you tomorrow love ya bye